Yes, indeed, people. Yes, indeed. Wow. Wow, Funky Phil. We're back. We're back. Yay. (laughs) Big applause. Yeah, big applause. applause. People have just been sitting in the studio waiting for us. They're just, studio audience is just no food, no nothing. Two weeks sitting, waiting. Yeah. And here we are. We came back. Lights on. They're like, oh, they're back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What is up, everybody? Man, what is up? It is early. This is the earliest we've ever done a show. Well, actually, technically not, because our first shows, we would start at like 10 in the, at night or midnight and go until 2 or 3 in the morning. Technically. Technically, I would yeah. call those late night, though. I would call those late shows, even yeah. though they were very early morning. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, early in the morning today. Early show. Early show. Uh, 7.30 in the morning right now. Um. Yeah, that's good though. I don't mind it. I, I mean, you know, I, I think it's great. I'm I'm I hate mornings, dude, but I'm like I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed right now. I am not. You are not, I'm Phil. Tired. Funky Phil. Well, first of all, over there, Phil's castle looking tired as heck, but looking just very distinguished. Like just he is a burly, just a man of a man. <laughs> i'm the one wearing a flannel but you should be wearing a flannel and you should have an axe in your hand that's how manly you are because of my beard yes full-on beard now ladies and gentlemen full-on not just like stubble this guy has hey like if i was describing phil you know phil dude plays drums has a beard on the drum brigade podcast nice beard would be in there that's it you look like zz top right now it's officially part of my identity right now huh Yes, yes. Okay. I say keep it going. See how big you can go. Don't stop until you're Preston from it's, Vessel. <laughs> it's been a struggle. I'm not going to lie. It gets easier, Phil. No. Well, I mean, cause I've, been, <laughs> I've been sick for a little over a week now. Not the Ronas. I got a yeah, test. That's what I was going to say, yeah. I got a test. I'm cleared. It's something else, but it's been very much part of my um, sinuses. Oh, that could be a problem. So blowing your nose with a beard sucks. Yes. As you might imagine. I had a mustache. It feels, it feels really gross. I had a straight up Dennis Chambers mustache. What? Like years ago. I, even bigger. I I had like a handlebar mustache for, for a while. I just wanted to see if I could do it. I wanted to see if I was a man yet, you know? Yeah. And those kind of things are like a struggle. Like mm-hmm. everything gets caught up in it. It's like. Yeah, you got to really, like, I would really clean my mustache, like, on the daily. Yeah. So, by the way, you should definitely have, when it's time to shave the beard, you should definitely go at least, like, one or two days with a full-on mustache. Yeah, oh, God. Charlotte I would love to see that, though. <laughs> she hates <laughs> I do that sometimes as a joke when I shave, and oh. uh, she hates it every single time. If you're thinking about shaving it, just try to have a stash for like one day. Just so like one of the shows, just be like, all right, I'm going to shave on Sunday, but Monday I'm going to have this mustache. Then it's going to go away. Just for the episode. I would love to see that. Maybe next week. Like a full dad, full dad mustache. (laughs) Like a proper mustache, not like handlebars, right? Just 
proper. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Like just, yeah, just what a mustache should be. Okay. Like just like Tom yeah. Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yes, exactly. That was the name I was thinking of. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, the world is not ready for that funky Phil. That'd be a whole nother level, man. Um, all right. Anyways, party people. Um, it's the drum brigade podcast. This is episode 98, I believe 98. And do we have some stuff like just, we have done it. We've done it. We're, we're two episodes away from making it. Yeah. Basically is what I'm saying. Yeah. Basically we're two episodes away from NPR. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Radio lab. Whatever that other guy's name is that hosts the most successful podcast that he sold for like a billion dollars. Rogan? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we're Joe Rogan in two episodes. That's all I'm saying. Um, world's not ready for that either. Uh-uh. Uh, this, Yeah. So Drum Brigade podcast, uh, episode 98. We're very, very proud. Just very proud. Just top level pure proudness over here. Um. Took two weeks off, but we're back. Uh, just as you guys know, we have a bunch of stuff um, that we're working on. We're going to talk about some stuff on the show. Um, but, you know, we have our lessons, our lesson programs. Both me and Funky Phil are um, like pro level teachers. <laughs> <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're both, we're both, I've been doing a lot of affirmations, you know, and like, so I have to be like very positive about what I say, but also very like sure and confident. So we're both at the top of our field yeah. in, in what we do. Yeah. We're both very, very skilled. I like that. We should be getting paid. We're, we're, we're capable and we're capable and worthy of getting paid like way more than Mike Johnston does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, where we have a lesson program. If you guys, uh, want to check that out, it's just drumbrigade.com or funkyphil.com. No, philpardell.com, coreykingston.com. But for me, if you want to jump on my lesson program, just go to drumbrigade. Um, and, uh, you can use a contact form for anything else. If you want to add some stuff to the show, ask a question, be a part of it, do all that jazz. Um, and stuff. So uh, we also have merch. Holidays are coming up. It's holiday season. Um, I don't know. We should do a holiday sale, I, I suppose. I, I mean, I don't really know. But yeah, I still need to get some sweatshirts. But I posted. It's funny, dude. I posted just like one of our designs that we've always had, like yeah. last week. And people were like, bro, I love the new designs. <laughs> I'm like, First of all, they're old designs. You just got to go to drumbrigade.com and click on the merch tab, and then you can see all the stuff that we have. That's the Hot Rod logo on a sweatshirt. It's dope. <laughs> it's dope, but like you got to check it out. So just go to the, the merch thing um, and check out the like dopest merch you can ever freaking find. For okay? real. Yeah. Uh, our guest this week, J.P. Bovier. Oh, my gosh. I hope I'm saying his, his name right. hope I'm saying his name right. But, you know, um, this dude is one of the best drummers in our community now. Big time. Literally. Like, no, I'm not exaggerating. Not, like, I'm not saying that to give him, like, some accolades. Like, I'm telling you, 
this dude is one of the dopest dudes in the scene. Um, he's one of the dudes. You just throw him in the in the hat of all the dopest dudes. We're going to talk to him. We're going to chat it up. Um, he's on the East Coast, so that's why we are doing an early show today. Um, this this is like, uh, yeah, it's a really great, great episode. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great day, and um, we're going to get into it. Are you ready, Funky Phil? Yes. Yes, sir. I'm happy to be here, Funky Phil. I'm sorry you're sick, though. Me too. I'm glad it's not the Rones, though. I'm glad it's not the Rones, too. Have you have you done one of those tests? No. Man, they're uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I'm so scared of it. It's not that bad. I'm sure there's worse things, obviously, but they make you stick this like really long, like special q-tip, q-tip. but the tip is really th- slim it's not like you think okay. a q-tip you think that big puffy you know cotton swab but it's not that big at all it's like this really thin tip that has like some you know absorbent stuff on the tip and it's like a really long thin plastic spike kind of the go way up there oh. Woo! It like made my eyes tear up because it was oh just something gosh. about like being up in that area. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then you gotta no. stick it in the jar and snap it off and close it and disinfect. Oh, the, but uh, it was easy. I mean, it was it was free. They I got it at the Rite Aid. Okay. And they had like a free, you know, free COVID test drive up situation thing. Didn't even have you know the lady was behind some glass. Okay, that's good. But so they, when you oh go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say they gave I got my results within like three days. I think nice. So when you like when you started getting sick, dude, were you more like it was was it was if you're like me, I would I would be falling apart. Like I'm, it's it saying my goodbyes. Like I'm <laughs> just writing my will, dude. Like Phil gets the drums. Phil can take the show, dude. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean I suspected it wasn't the Ronas, um, just because I don't I don't think I have the right symptoms. Yeah, and yeah, I'm pretty careful. Like I barely see other humans at all. And yeah, you. I, mean, I have I not been in this. You have not been in the studio since March, since the initial lockdown. Yeah, I haven't been doing anything. I've been like I've been already. That's. Like we just got the new California's doing regional stay at home orders again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um which is fun like some people are just like mad at the governor about it, but like, I don't understand it, that. He, dude. We we wouldn't have to do it if people would be more careful. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just you have to dude. control it. <laughs> at some point you can't just let it run rampant, you know? I, I I think that we've proven like the coronavirus has proven that it is not going anywhere. Like we've we're we're going on a year, dude. Yeah. Of this nonsense. We're going on a year. Like and it is worse than ever. So why are people acting like how dare you put us on lockdown? Like what do you mean? It's not it's gotten worse. Yeah. If we Oh my Yeah. But I've already, it's funny because I've pretty much been living like I'm on lockdown the whole time. 
Yeah. <laughs> so. I I constantly have to keep thinking like am I like I have to keep talking to myself, you know, and being like am I following the rules? Mm-hmm. Like and I'll catch myself every now and then where I'm like I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. That was stupid. Like like a couple weeks ago, my wife and I went to dinner with with like a with Mark from like the from like our homie, our dude that does business stuff for Drum Brigade. And it was me, my wife, Mark, and then two other random girls that I've never met before. And like me and my wife were like, we just don't do this. You know, like we don't hang out with our real actual friends to keep them safe and to be safe ourselves. And so we were wearing our masks and it was nice to go out. It was really nice to go out. But then like we came home and it was like, we felt like we had regrets, you know, like we're at the table, everybody's drinking. And like, that's when, you know, caution goes out the window and nobody's wearing a mask. Everybody's talking all close. Let me pour you some wine after you, I just poured it in my glass. It's like, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, there's stuff like that where, you know, it's like, man, we need interaction with people. We need it, especially like kids, you know? And, um, but it's like, man, I'm trying my best, dude. <laughs> there's, there's things like, well, we're like, we'll go to the beach or something or we'll go on a hike. And I'm like, we need this, you know, we'll be safe as we can be with like masks and stuff. But yeah, I just started, I started having kids in the studio I have an air purifier next, like in between the two drum sets. Nice. And then mandatory mask wearing. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. It's just, I have a couple, I have like two students that are like, this is, they, it's like, we need to come into studio. We're done with zoom. Yeah. And then I have some that I'm like, the options open. You can come in studio and they're like, no, nah, we'll just stay on zoom. I'm uh-huh. like, okay. <laughs> so but I, I feel like we have, there's precautions being taken. Like the drums are far apart, air purifier in between, masks. I'm wearing a mask. They're wearing a mask. They don't touch my drums. I don't touch their drums. Yeah. I try to wipe stuff down occasionally, like on the drums, you know, and yeah, it's just nothing yet. But dude, I, I swear, I, I know I had it, dude. I know I had it. Like, Every, I know everybody says that, but bro, I was, you, I told, I said this to you before, like, remember in February, I couldn't stop coughing uh-huh. and like, I was, I mean, I got, I left a gig early. I was dying, dude. I was on the floor of the bathroom shivering with like a fever. It was, it, and it was like nothing. It wasn't the flu. It wasn't bronchitis. It wasn't, it was like, but similar symptoms like stomach stuff. It was just sick, dude. Just completely sick. Hmm. total fever hallucinating fever you know like gnarly yeah it sounds rough um yeah man so so like i mean man it's like what's been two weeks funky phil we haven't talked i we like literally haven't even talked i I called you the other day like hey man you want to just have a chat like we we normally have a business meeting every monday but i'm like I mean, we, maybe we just need a break. Maybe this fool's sick of me. No. <laughs> just no. kidding. I've been sick, sick. And then... Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been, like, working on the, the new room constantly, trying to get that done. Yeah. Which 
I've gotten a lot done. <laughs> That's good. I knew it was coming. This is taking a different turn. Um, There we go. Um, It's been a good couple weeks, man. But despite my my sickness, more more time with the family, of course. But uh, the room, the room, it's almost there, Corey. Oh my gosh! Since I've seen you, I did the drywall. I did the insulation. We painted. Dang. And we just installed the floor yesterday. Really? So it's like done? Just about. I got to do some trim. And then um, we have some baffles and stuff we need to do still and a door. Yeah. But yeah. I might be in that room next week. I don't know. I don't know yet. This, what sucks is that I haven't been able to come over and help, dude. I have a background in construction. I know. You're rugged as hell. <laughs> you always walk around with your tool belt on. I d- for no reason. Yeah. No pants. No Co- pants. Co- no shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, but I'm excited. I'm still not sure how to set the room up with. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll figure it out as we go. You can't figure it out because you're thinking too far ahead. You got to finish the room. Finish the room, yeah. And yeah, then, so. then, then you'll do it, yeah. But we, we put in, like, bamboo flooring. Dang. Which is nice. But now I'm like, I'm all, I don't know what I want to put my drums on. You got you to gotta either go to Ikea or Walmart and get yourself a nice rug. Not your gig rug. Yeah. Nice rug. That looks aesthetically looks dope. Yeah. And then um, the baffles will help with the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be dope. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I want to do a rug or if I want to. Because I like the idea of not having a rug. How would you do it. that? Well, I would probably need to get like a big sheet of plywood or something. Ah. Because um, my my kick drum spurs are like, you've seen them. They're like these big old spikes. Mm-hmm. But if I got like a those, sheet of plywood uh, those... and then drilled a couple holes to hold the feet in, that's cool. What? Uh, why? Why go that option? Was it'll sound better? It might. I don't know. It, it'll. It's hard to say until I start doing stuff in there. But it, dude, you're gonna get like it's the thought of Phil having his own studio drum room is like I can't even imagine how deep you're gonna get on like. I just like imagining you in there, like just thoroughly thinking about like every little intricate thing, you know, like the sound. Well, the the bass drum's bouncing off that wall. So I could just see you in there, like spending the whole day just thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's already been happening. I, I plan on putting up some like, yeah, some sound dampening stuff and trying to get to sound good, you know? I want to do some mixing and mastering stuff in there too. I feel like if I'm going to need to like, 
if 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 I'm gonna need to like track drums, feel like a forget PC. I'm gonna be like Phil. Can I just come over and track drums? I gotta track drums for somebody. That'd be fun. That was fun the <laughs> one time you came over. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was yeah. We did it, and it sounded great. What did we do that for? I don't even remember what I was recording. That was for Marcel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He never even did anything with that. Really? Yeah. He never did. I never heard. I never saw anything. And he has some other track that. Dang. He needs me to record right now. Um, I'm going to have to talk about this after our guest comes on. I got to keep it positive. Uh Oh, okay. But there is a soapbox that is going to be had today Uh-oh. and I'm very upset. Oh no. <laughs> There's a couple dude. There's a couple. Um, so anyways, let's keep it positive though until after the guest. How is your- there's a lot, what, there's a me- lot of stuff I want to catch up on, but, um, I, I, you know, it's been pretty mellow for me. Yeah. It's been pretty mellow. I've been like kind of on an emotional roller coaster, like not, not negative. I'm just, I feel like this COVID like fatigue has caught up with me where I'm just tired of being on quarantine and I want normalcy and I want to be able to make a living comfortably. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's messing with me, man. It's messing with me. It's, um, I, I went from like just being totally content being home and, you know, taking advantage of some like programs and government stuff and, you know, to, to pay our bills. And that hasn't really changed, but I just want to do so much more with, especially with drum brigade and I'm losing sight of what my original intention was. So, you know, like I wanted to start our online drum lesson program and, um, like I wanted to, there's all kinds of things with drum brigade I wanted to do that just have not, I don't know. We've gotten sidetracked. I've gotten sidetracked. So I've been trying to like refocus and, um, I don't know, man, it's been, it's been borderline. Like, like I'm, I don't, there's been days where I'm borderline. Like, dude, do I have depression? You know, like, and I'm not trying to bring this show down, but it's like, it's just been like that. Like where I'm like, man, like, I just don't, I don't, I have no motivation. There's been days where I've been so frustrated with drum brigade, dude. <laughs> like to be honest, if I'm being, if I'm putting it out there, I mean, you guys know I wear my heart on my sleeve sometimes. So there's been days where I'm just like, dude, I don't even know why we're doing this, you know? And, um, and then I snap out of it and I'm like, of course I do this because I love it, you know? And like, yeah, I do this because like, you know, we still haven't, we like to help people. You know, we like to, I don't know, help people, help kids learn drums and give drummers a platform to speak their mind and all kinds of stuff, camaraderie over competition. That's why we do it. So, um, but you know, it is what it is. It's just part of it. It's part of the process. Uh, anyways, though, I've done some, like some cool stuff over the last two weeks. Um, so one of the biggest highlights is, uh, we like kind of introduced it. We it's, it's, it's hard to explain because it's not like an official, I haven't put out like a video or something that's like, Hey, we're doing this now, which is something I need to work on today. But, um, we introduced a new aspect of our teaching program. Um, so basically we don't have a performance program at drum brigade, like, you know, like school of rock or like any of these other, um, 
drum schools where they have like a recital. We're not, we're not the recital kind of company, you know, that's outdated and old school. Um, so yeah. And I don't want people up there. Like, I don't want my students up there, like playing page one of the syncopation book as their recital piece. (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) Um, so our, so it's been an idea for a long time and we finally did one this week. Um, we introduced, um, as a performance program for drum brigade, we're doing YouTube videos or cover drum cover videos for our students. So basically what, what it is, is one of my students who's seven years old, um, we set a goal for him to learn this song is a 21 pilot song. And our goal was to be able to record your own YouTube video, um, drum cover video. And so it totally was like, he, worked on this song like legitimately worked on this song for months dude like he's a new drummer he's only been playing for a year and he worked on this thing for ever and like it was just like what you do at school of rock like we'd rehearse a song then we'd work on something then we'd work on one fill then we'd like you know work on something else and then we'd come back to his song we'd maybe take this week off from his song and you know and we just kept coming back to the song and finally it was like okay next month we're going to do it. And it was just like, okay, it's go time. And then I started noticing that he was practicing his song a lot. Like he came in when it was time for him to like play the song without me. It was like, he was like, without me playing along with him, he knew all the part. He was picking out stuff that was like, Hey, actually the bass drum is like this right here. And I'm like, that's exactly what I was waiting for, you know? Like, and so he really like, I mean, he really tried his best to learn every aspect of the song. That is really cool. And so um, we talked about the video. That was part of our lesson too, is like, okay, so this is what it's like to record a video. Are you going to be scared? You know, are you going to like when the lights are on and you know, the camera hits record, are you going to be able to, to rise to the occasion? Are you going to be nervous? You know? And um, so he like literally practiced that he practiced what he was going to say he practiced the song like I I had like cameras in his face and stuff while he was playing. And like we talked about what he wanted the video to look like, you know, what he wanted in the background. We used a green screen so we can have like his favorite video game playing in the background. <laughs> and um, he was all dude. He came in and like seriously, like the word stuff was like one take. He just like he came in and was like he knew exactly his dad said he was practicing on the drive here. This is what I'm going to say. And it was like so funny. It was like typical five or seven year old stuff. Like he's like, hi, my name is Indy and I'm going to be playing this song. My favorite animal is a fox. I love to eat pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you can say whatever you want. And that's what he went with, you know, and I'm like, that's freaking perfect. (laughs) It's freaking perfect. So yeah. Anyways, that's something that like, I'm really excited about because I love doing video stuff. I love doing photography stuff and video stuff. Dude, I feel it, like we, it turned out so good. I, I loved it. Yeah. It so good. I've done, I've done some videos with students of mine, same, same premise, but nowhere near as good as that. It was like, <laughs> video yeah, I don't think it needs to be that good. I mean, you know, I don't think it needs to be like that level, but I also don't, I want to sell this, you know, as I want drum brigade to always be presented as like a top level thing. Like I don't ever want to sell stuff as janky, you know, like 
No, that video um, was great, man. Like the editing, everything. It, you know, indie performed great. I like. Thanks, man. It was like a great. And you know, and the cool thing is the family's going to have that forever. They've got that snippet. That's what that I was going to say. Is and it's nice and polished, and you can see. You know, like at recitals, it's like people videoing with their phones, sitting yeah. in chairs like fifty feet from the stage. And when you watch the video back, it just looks. You, you can't even see. And nobody cares. Like if you're like, check out my son, he had a recital. It's like there, no one cares. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's cute. But this is like, check out my son's latest, you know, drum video. You know, the drums aren't perfect. There's things that, you know, we could have worked on a little longer, but like, it still is like, I was like, when he's 13 or 14 and he's killing it, he's wailing on the drums. He's going to come back and see that and be like, this is where it all started, you know? And I, I wish that's it's on the internet, you know? It's like, I wish I had that. Yeah. And plus it gets him into like the whole routine of, of like self-reflection. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that takes, especially a lot of like beginning drummers, they don't go down that road, you know, they don't really have the opportunity to go down that road where they go, they listen to a recording of themselves or see a video and they're able to, you know, pick out things that they, they wish they could have done better or things right. that they did that they liked, you know, there was some things too, that I left in on purpose. Um, there's one moment where he's, he's playing and he has long hair and something like got in his eye or his nose or something. And he like stopped playing to wipe his, his face and then started again <laughs> And I thought that was the funniest thing, man. It was like, I was dying laughing when I saw that. (laughs) And so I asked him, you know, I always, whenever there's a performance aspect with my, with my students, I always ask them like, what did you like about what you did? Like, what did you like about your performance? What was your favorite part? It's okay to be like, I really killed this one fill that I was working on. Like, I love that. And so he was like, I love the part where, you know, I, I did this drum fill. And I was like, what part do you think you could do better? And he's like, I wish I didn't wipe my eye when I like it. He's like, I, I could have done that better. And I'm like, that's why I left it in there. You know, you got to be able to live with, with your mistakes. You have to be able to live with it, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, we're, we're going to be doing more of those. I hope I have a few students that are like wanting to do theirs now. And I think once people start seeing them, they're going to be like, Hey, I want to, um, you know, I want to, I want to record a video and it's like, okay, cool. Well, let's get you ready. Make sure you're ready. You know, you have to come in and be able to play it. You can't just be like, hold on. I need another one. Hold on. I need another one. I mean, this kid could have lived with his first take and I made him do like two more takes just so we can have the footage. And like, yeah, he was like, do I need to do it again? I'm like, yeah, you could tell he just practiced. So cool. it was really good. It's a really great thing, man. It's like, it's really, um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say enough positive stuff about it. It's like everything that I wanted, the whole aspect of the performance, especially during the COVID thing, there is no performances, you know? And then, and then, um, you know, like you said, that's something that his family can have and cherish and, you know, and, and then it's, 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 yeah, it's, it helps us to set goals. It helps us to reach our goals. It's, it, it helps them to have that reward of like showing people their progress. It's really great, man. So we always just come up with such great ideas on the drum in the drum brigade, Phil. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Let's take a little break and let's come back with JP Bovier. Oh boy. Yo, funky Phil. Yo, Corey. 
We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 98. Corey Kingston, Funky Phil. We are joined. Okay, there's a there's a list of... Hold on, let me get these notes, dude. Um, we're joined by... I already said this on the show, and, and I know this is like... I don't know. I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable, but this is like... This is one of the dudes, okay, in our in our in our industry, in our community, in the drum world, whatever you want to call it. This is one of the dudes, okay. This is one of the dudes. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, dude, like, just done so many different things. Has an amazing website with uh, like online drum lessons, and and then you can book him with, I think, private lessons, right? Um, JP, JP, is it Bovier? Bouvet. Bouvet. Okay. You can get Bouvet. funky with it if you want, you know. Bouvier. <laughs> I don't speak. There are some famous Bouviers out there. Jackie Kennedy's, I think her maiden name was Bouvier. Someone's going to have to fact check me on that. So sometimes people think I'm connected to something fancy that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. JP Bovet. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> .com. Um, please welcome to the show, JP. JP Bo. Now I'm going to mess it up, dude. I do this every time. Right, we can walk through. Bouve. Bouve. All right. <laughs> Man, I'm terrible at this, dude. <laughs> How do I even host a show? Dude? It's so stupid. <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, so like... Like I said, man, you've done a lot of different things. We've actually met before. I know like... Yeah, it's actually when you flipped the camera on, I was like, wait. Yeah, but <laughs> but what is the... When did we cross paths? Um, so years ago, like years ago, um, we've... I think we've like chatted at Nam a couple times. And then um, there was one time where... I think we've crossed paths before like a couple times, but... It has happened um, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but um, there was one like... There was a shed at Nam. There was like some company oh, no. that was having a shed and um, I don't know why we were just like, we were just like chatting like, yeah, man, yeah, these are some good drummers or something. And then you're like, all right, man, later. And you just like jumped on a kit and I'm like, what the heck? Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was, uh, that was like a really cool moment for me, believe it or not, because we were at this, like, I mean, it was a Nam show shed. So anyone who's anyone was there and like everybody was blowing melting faces and um you know i hadn't seen you play by you know at that time this was years ago like years ago and um but it was like you were not like 
I, I always have this feeling of like, oh man, I shouldn't, I'm not, I'm not one of the dudes. I shouldn't get up there, you know, or like, I can't hang, you know, whatever. And you were like, it's not, it's not like that. And you just went up there and like killed it just like everybody else, even harder. And I was like, who's this dude at the Mohawk? Like, I was like, what the heck? And my dad. It is the beginning. That's way back. If I had a Mohawk and I was still going to Nam. (laughs) Yeah, 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 (laughs) exactly. And so my dad was kind of like, you need to go up there. And like, I was like, nah, dude, like, and I didn't, I didn't. And I should have, but it taught, it kind of taught me a lesson without, you know, taking a lesson where it was like, man, this dude just showed me that like, First of all, you don't have to be like whatever those guys are, whatever you want to call that, like the the church thing or the gospel chop thing or whatever. Um, you, you know, this dude that doesn't look like these guys has a mohawk, got up there and like absolutely slayed it, and like that was amazing. That's so cool. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that was like one of the. I think that's the first time I think we met, and then um. I don't know. I don't know where else is somewhere else, you know, but it's, it's, yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. That it's funny because that, uh, that is really a, I wonder what company, where was this? Was it a venue or was it at the actual, it was like, I want to say it was in one of the small rooms. Um, like one of the, it wasn't on the floor of Nam. It was like an after party. And I think it was like a symbol company. I want to say it was like some symbol company that's like come and gone. I think it was like, Mm. I don't, I, maybe it was like a supernatural symbols or, mm-hmm. or something like that. And, um, this yes. was, dude, th- this was funny though, is because it was like, it was before a lot of these, you know, a lot of you guys became you guys, you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> it sounds funny, that but the, that was the beginning for sure. It, yeah. It was like you, it was like Eric Moore. <laughs> it was like, I think Ron Bruner, like all those guys were there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, there's a bunch of other dudes that have gone on to become you know famous drummers in our in our world totally and so yeah it's um, funny because that that like my relationship with like shedding and chops and like fitting in and thinking i do or don't fit in and subsequently caring or not if i fit in has mm -hmm. been a really like uh it's been like an integral part of the journey since like day one arriving at berkeley yeah. And I feel like only in the last couple of years have I really like in my mind come into my own about like, you know, cause like I didn't grow up shedding. I had never heard the word shed when I arrived at Berkeley. I remember it being a confusing term cause I thought they were saying shred. Uh-huh. I, had, I had, I had no drum friends growing up. Uh, the like type of church I played in occasionally was very much not, the the type of church where you would be honing your like drum skills mm-hmm. like play as quietly as you can and just like keep time um so when i got to to berkeley i was just inundated with like all these ideas and then but I, these were very much not a part of my plan i was like a dave weck big dave weckel fan after being like a big dream theater fan after being like a blink 182 fan so nice. <laughs> Yeah, when we did like like Garska organized the first Berkeley Chops thing. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, man, I look back at that and it's like I can see it, it doesn't. It's not. It's not that it makes me cringe that I'm like necessarily embarrassed. It's just that I can see my own. Uh, uh, I'm sure most people can see it as well. It's like Chops. I don't know what Chops 
are. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm like playing fills. I'm like soloing, but like chops, like aren't a part of my vocabulary at that point mm-hmm. at all. And just sty- stylistically, you can really see it so clearly in that video. And then in the, you know, birthday chops too, as well. And it's just like, there was kind of all this pull of like, I should be good at chops. And like, I kind of suck at it. And I didn't grow up doing it. And there's this other part of me that's like, yeah, but you don't like doing it and you don't practice it. <laughs> and like slowly and slowly, it was just like e- retiring the whole idea of like right. thinking about chops. You know what I mean? So yeah. nowadays I, I haven't like shedded with another drummer in years. Yeah. I would, I would probably avoid it. Uh, not at all costs, but just like, I don't generally have a good time doing it anymore yeah um <laughs> i i feel you man it's the same for me um you know and and i i'm i'm the same where i didn't grow up like that i didn't grow up playing in a church i didn't grow up you know shedding i i i would play with like buddies and stuff but it wasn't like we were i don't know it was i don't know yeah it's it was i've always been intimidated by that and um and so um i uh but but yeah i really like like I said, that showed me that even like, cause that, that came across what you're saying that like, y- you know, you were like, Hey, I, well, I don't, I don't remember specifically like, Oh, you did like some cool triplet thing or something. It was like, but I just remember that it was like, this dude sounds like a real drummer. You know, he went up there and played something that was like melodic and good sounding. And it sounded like a, like a solo more than like just, some random chops that these dudes are trying mm. to play as fast as possible. Mm. And, um, yeah. and it still had that element of like, bro, who is this guy? Like, who is this? You know, like, so yeah, man, it was, it was dope. It was like, it was way back. But, um, anyways, um, how's everything been going for you right now, man? You seem, you know, really busy with, uh, your lesson program and, um, your website and all that stuff. You've kind of, um, I don't know, man. You've done some really great gigs. I was watching your vlog when you subbed from Matt Halpern and Periphery and you had like four days to do it. Incredible. Like how Thanks. the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and then, you know, obviously your, your lesson program is top notch and you know, you have a great website with all kinds of different topics that you're covering. And I mean, how's everything been going for you during this crazy time we live in? Yeah, it's a weird time. No doubt. Um, I've been pretty pretty fortunate for a few reasons one is that like half my life half my drumming life is you know not it's online it's the it's the running the website it's teaching i don't have that many students but teaching private lessons that could easily be switched to skype so like my whole life didn't crumble like half of it crumbled uh which was you know an easier position to pivot from than i think a lot of people you know i have a lot of people especially like crews touring crews and stuff it's just like brutal i talked yeah. to a friend the other day that's a tour manager and it was i was like hey man how are you and it was just immediately like terrible like everything mm-hmm. like i'm very concerned so i feel very fortunate in that regard um and that's been cool i mean i'm always improving you know trying to improve my curriculum i feel like my teaching has really like arrived at you know not you know not the final arrival point but like i think i've leveled up my curriculum in the last couple years so that like i really have a lot of faith in it in a way that i didn't before like before there were a lot of like little mini modules of like you want to do independence there's like this stuff here you want to do groove like ghost note stuff there's this stuff here and like over the last couple years there's really been this formation of like 
an overarching um, like theory behind everything. And so whether you're thinking about ghost notes, whether you're thinking about triplets, whether you're thinking about double bass stuff, there's like a through line to everything, which is really exciting for me just because suddenly like scattered lessons became a curriculum. And I've been like really very consciously um, building that final curriculum vision for yeah, the last couple of years, but you know, you put out one lesson a week. It's a, you only do it so fast. So it's right. a slow uh, creation of the thing that it will be. Um, and I've been redesigning the site with uh, my, my programmer, who's like my oldest friend happens to live next door. Um, and it's going to be way better. It's going to be really cool. So, it's really great, man. It's, um, yeah. you know, coming from somebody who is like trying to start that journey, you know, there, it's so totally. overwhelming and it's so like, I, I mean, yeah, you know, you know, it's so yeah. overwhelming, you know, where you want to be and like trying to start archiving, you know, lesson videos and where to start and right. what to cover and then how to do it well. And, and uh, I feel like, man, looking at your site, it's, it's, first of all, it's inspiring, but it's so simple and organized and, um, it's, it's, you know, you can't say that about a lot of dudes that are doing the same thing. And, and, um, so yeah, thanks. Man, congrats. Thanks. On yeah. That, it's man. funny. It's really the site cool. is, uh, it's the redesign it's, it's simple is definitely the word there's literally no uh just <laughs> no help at all it's actually amazing that anyone can make progress on it i think because that's cool it's literally just a, a like a you get dropped in just like a pool of 500 videos with zero guidance and i mean i do try to help out a little bit in the email list i send like some, okay like maybe think about it this way but mm. it's pretty amazing like that's the main thing we're we're trying to like uh bring into the new the new update is like kind of like when you're on a udemy.com when you're on masterclass.com when you're on like a bunch of these like learning websites um like the way that the courses are organized there's so many great ideas to rip off from those people yeah. that have real budgets um and that is our key thing so that it's organized more honestly like more like a school or like yeah. a lenda.com you know what i mean but just for for drumming and i think more than ever my what i've realized is like the the niche that uh, has become the thing I'm most interested in is teaching creativity and improvisation. Cool. And, you know, it's like, again, before I had like random lessons about this, random lessons about this. And now it's like, it's still very diverse, but whatever the like setting that you're in, what I'm trying to, to create is like uh, uh, courses that enable you to within that setting, improvise and be creative. And that's kind of where the through line comes in. It's like, there's an overarching like improv thesis, if you will. And then it, you know, it can be applied to all these different subsets of, uh, of like this type of group, this type of group, this type of soloing independence, whatever it might be. Um, and that's, that's the niche I really want to be in, you know, that's it's amazing. natural. It's just sort of like, I found myself there because that's what I've always cared about. But uh, I really love trying to like reverse engineer, like what it feels like to improvise because I'm not, I'm not the greatest drummer. I'm not the fastest drummer. I don't have the best independence, but I am at least at a level of comfort that I can sit at the drums and like let stuff come out mm-hmm. and I kind of watch the show to some degree. And more and more, it's like as the older I get, it's like quieter and slower drumming, but I, I just like, just want it to feel good, you know? But what I'm so interested in reverse engineering is like trying to tune into like, what is the subjective experience of improvising? Like what's going on? in my mind, that's probably similar to a lot of other people, you know, it's like, you're not thinking about stickings 
You're not yeah. thinking about uh, uh, like names of rudiments usually. Uh, you're thinking about melodies. Uh, you have like one thing I, I, I'm trying to kind of put my finger on more concretely is like there's like flashes of ideas. Mm-hmm. Like when you're sort of flowing, like some stuff's so automatic, you're just not thinking anything. And that's sort of ideal. But then you do play the role of like director, you know? Yeah. So like at certain points, you know, you're letting it flow and you're like, you're like, mm, let me bring in some like hi-hat splashes right here, right? Something had to like make that decision and then like call forth like a whole like mini vocab subset of like hi-hat stuff. Yeah. You know? And it's like, then that's, this is where I'm trying to extract where it's like, okay, I just called forth this like hi-hat focused, you know, subset of vocab. So developing this subset of vocab that, that, that includes the hi-hat in different ways within this context would be, that's where you you flag to me, you go, okay, in the practice room, I could go think about these things. I could develop this little, this, uh, this subset of, of vocabulary so that I can include it in what I'm doing, right? So you you got your comfort zone and you've got like new little subsets of ideas that you got to get to play nice with the comfort zone. Anyways, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's, uh, that's the, the the fun part has been trying to figure out like what does it feel like to, to to improvise and then like how do you reverse engineer that to make some kind of steps to get there you know what I mean so that yeah. from the beginning people are starting to think in the way that it, it that it feels to improvise instead of like in a very unnatural way for an improviser and then later having to like unlearn and relearn a different way of thinking you know I think that's the way what you're saying is the way a lot, most drummers, that's the way we think, you know, like I've never been the guy that is like super technical, like, okay, this is like, this is obviously this rudiment in this subdivision or whatever, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's more along the lines of how does it feel? And, um, so I'm, I'm always trying to like, similarly get people to think about, okay, let's practice this. But then when you get on the gig, I don't want you to think like that. Or when you get out of the practice room, it's like an athlete training for the the Olympics. You know, it's like if he's a runner, yeah, he's, he's doing sprints or he's doing, he's running in between cones. I don't know. I don't know what Olympic trainers do, but, but when they get to the Olympics, they're not like right leg, left leg, right leg, left leg. It's just like their mind is shut off and they're in the zone because they've already practiced it. And now it's muscle memory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, the, the core element, I wonder what you guys think of this is uh melodies like rhythmic melodies and just to like like put a finer point on that like we learn for example something i'm trying to infuse in like the earlier stages of my educational stuff is like we we learn rudiments and we learn stickings and those are essential because they build the coordination right hands have to be able to work together you have to be able to write left and run um but built into each one of those patterns is a melody right so the right hand melody is of a paradiddle but but up but cut but up da. the left hand melody got 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 up that got got up right so these are built into everything but we don't really pay attention to them but this is where this is where the reverse engineering comes in because i'm like when i'm improvising i'm only thinking of melodies right and the mm-hmm. stickings fill themselves in only because i've done them so many times they're automated so what i'm trying to do from the beginning with <clears throat> students is And actually not like beginner students, but like students that are only beginners in improv is to look at the patterns they've already got that they're already coordinated and comfortable with and extract the melodies from. 
and know from the beginning nice. you're gonna be thinking in melodies, right? You're gonna be thinking dak 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 bat boom, right? So that doesn't sound like a rudiment, but that's like paradiddle one and paradiddle two, mm-hmm. in the right hand melody extracted, you know. And then if if those melodies are in your head, da 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 da, then you can apply it to the kick drum, boom 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 boom. Or you can nice. do over a samba. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it starts to apply kind of everywhere, but it's really melodic based. And for a while, I didn't, I didn't recognize the value, the equal value of the coordination aspect. I was like, people just need to know melodies. But then I was like, oh, well, if you don't have the coordination, I had a student who he knew the melodies, but his coordination wasn't advanced enough to like execute any of the stuff that he was hearing in his head. So it's mm-hmm. like, they do really have to work hand in hand, but I don't know what you guys think about that, but like essentially the like, core element that i'm trying to really make my students better at anything than is creating rhythmic melodies just being able to yeah. sit here and go ba ga ga da da ga da ba boom because if you can do that the transfer to the kit is the easy part you know mm-hmm. i think that's great it's a lot like uh phil's rhythmic ear training he has like you like sorry i'm i'm hope i'm not putting you on the spot funky phil but like phil will like it. actually make song like songs with melodies that have like like he has a a lesson in five like fills in five or groupings of five i think that i've used that it it's like a it's like a synthesized keyboard song that is like has that 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 rhythm that you can hear in a melody then you can play it on the drums you know because you're Mm -hmm. you're trained your ear to understand it am i right phil am i saying it right yeah i mean (laughs) i don't really have a ton of resources or anything but i've yeah, it's kind of an idea that I've been after that's really similar to what you're talking about. But where Yeah, just... I mean that's one of the biggest problems I hit is like I'm trying to teach the less common melodies and there's nothing to play along to. So that that's yeah. I wish I played another instrument. I see a banjo back there, so you must be more multi talented <laughs> than me. That. I'm no good at the banjo. that's my wife's banjo, but <laughs> but yeah, I, it's something I want to do more of is making like unique play alongs for like working on what you're talking about, like having specific rhythmic phrases that, um, you know, that you want to play around with and improvise melodic ideas with and stuff. Phil's Phil's in the process of building out his, um, studio right now in his house. And, um, so he's in the, he's like, the world is not ready for funky Phil in like 2021. This is gonna be. He's, yes. he's giving up being that. a dad and a husband. He's just in the room twenty four seven. I said, yeah. "There's macaroni in the fridge." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I think that's a wonderful idea, man. I think I saw your your. I I think it was like an Instagram post of you talking about this, and it was like sped up. Um, mm. I feel like that's you're definitely onto something. And, um, you know, it's, uh, awesome. Amazing. Um, we, we have a couple of listener questions if we can uh, get to that. Um, uh, let me just pull it up. Forget the transition, Phil. I'm just this, I'm thinking about rhythms in my head now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. This one comes from, um, retro celt, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I can't say anything right. It's too early, Phil. All right. Anyways, <laughs> please ask where the love for jazz comes from. 
in life or in me it sounds like someone who's like i don't understand how anyone can like (laughs) (laughs) how can anyone like this music where does your love come from no this is directed specifically towards you so where does your love of jazz come from interesting i don't know how deep my love of jazz really runs i i i'm really i have a deep love for the idea of jazz but i'm not deeply studied i'm not as deeply studied in jazz as many might think Mm. um so i always again like earlier with the the internal struggle i had with chops there was a similar one with jazz because again i didn't grow up listening to jazz and you show up at berkeley which is like not really a jazz school but used to be and like you're learning jazz harmony you're learning jazz theory there's a lot of jazz focus you know you're in a lot of ensembles that play jazz um the value of of learning to to play at least appreciate that what you can gain from playing it well is a whole other topic. But I always had this love hate thing where I was like, I would try over and over again to get into like jazz, like, like the real cats, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Listen to like Art Blakey and be like, "Mm." but I really just like was feigning my love for it. Um, And it might be different now that I'm older. I mean, at the time I was 19 and maybe it just wasn't, flashy enough for me I, I tend to think i was like slow to uh mature in my mind so maybe it just needed something more because i was really into like dave weckle i was really yeah. into vinnie caliuta i was really into like i don't call jojo mayor jazz but like I was, into jojo mayor. I was in like you know fusion stuff um chick korea a lot but um yeah so my my love for jazz started with jazz fusion which seems like you're skipping a really important step um but since then, you know, I've, I've gone through phases and I've never really like gone through like a deep, like, you know, a year long of like, like when I'm chilling, making dinner or something, like I usually don't put on like Miles Davis, but <laughs> sometimes I do, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. usually not. Um, so what I mean by like the, the, the spirit of jazz, I, I can definitely like uh, associate some serious love with is that like everything for me is about improvisation. Um. And in a group context, like the most rewarding uh, like musical experiences of my life have been with, you know, in improvisational settings with people mm-hmm. I love and love playing with. And that has just, that is the magic, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like I have, you know, obviously we all play many gigs where we're not improvising. My, the majority of my gigs are not improvising. Some of it's really cool drumming and some of it's like complicated and challenging, but like none of it even comes close to like being, uh, yeah, even 10%, the fun and fulfillment that can come from just like making shit up with your boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where it really comes from. That That's my love of jazz in a nutshell. Uh, and that again, kind of like how I said, everything on my site is moving toward this goal of like teaching you to improvise within this setting. That's kind of always been my MO, you know, just like yeah. I've, I've literally to this day, never learned a transcription. Wow. Like little, you know, maybe four measures of something that was like in a modern drummer magazine or something. Mm-hmm. But for, you know, I never had teachers that asked me to, I think they sensed I wasn't interested. Um, so yeah, it's always just been about this slow exploration and expansion process that's really based around around jazz. And it's weird because I feel like a little bit of an imposter sometimes because when I go sit in my jazz kit in my rehearsal space, 
and I just play to, you know, I'm practicing or I'm just like kind of just letting stuff out, you know, I, I kind of sound like a jazz drummer, but like I'm not studied in it like right. that. So there is kind of a weird thing in my mind. You'll find this is a recurring theme in my life, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of think about instead if you're struggling with get, falling in love with jazz, the genre, try to fall in love with the idea of improvisation and then yeah. use like your favorite jazz or not. I want to say jazz, like just improvising people as, as examples, because also like what you learn from jazz on the kid, and, you know, people always say like, you really got to study jazz to like fill a, an essential piece of the foundation. I actually believe what they're saying is that like jazz teaches you triplets and dynamics, like no genre does mm-hmm. triplets and dynamics is the part of that foundation that is crucial and jazz provides that and really isn't another genre that like provides it reliably. So I think when people say that, that's really what they're getting at. And I think that's valid, but knowing that you could extract that bit of information that might reframe jazz for you in some way, but it, it, you could extract that information and focus on those things, uh, you know, without the jazz music you know, you're probably losing some of the essence there maybe, but, um, and maybe a lot of good inspiration that would come from those guys. But if you just really, if it's either like, I'm not touching it at all or, okay, I'll do a little bit. Like if, if you're going to do just a little bit and you're not going to listen to jazz, like triplets and dynamics is like the big thing that you're taking away from that. That's great, man. (laughs) Um, what a great take on that. That's really cool. And, um, yeah, I, I agree. It's like, that's, that's, you you talk about improv, you know, um, or like, you know, if you're listening to jazz, the drumming on jazz, you know, is like freedom. If you know, that's, that's what I appreciate about jazz drumming. I love, you know, I have, I'm, I'm kind of the same where I'm not like super deep on the greats on like, you know, Oh, this, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say. But like, I love, like all the drummers that I admire are like modern day jazz drummers, like Bill Stewart mm-hmm. and, who knows who else, um, you know, any of, any of like, it's like, uh, that's where I'm at. And so I appreciate the, the freedom of it all, you know, having the freedom to be able to play, you know, what a lot of these jazz drummers playing. And my problem is I hear what they, what they're playing. That's what I want to come out of me. And it just doesn't happen that way. So, yeah, yeah. It'd be be a weird kind of like wizard behind the curtain thing to like have a favorite drummer. I hope I'm not, I hope this isn't rude. But to have like, for me, to have a favorite drummer and then realize they can't create on the spot, that would be a weird feeling. You know what I mean? It'd almost be like, I I don't know. I don't know. You know, there's something weird about that. (laughs) That's very, yeah. Interesting. Phil, we got anything going on in the chat? Uh, No questions. No questions. All right. uh, Yeah, we're, it's, it's all of our people over here are still sleeping. So. Yeah, you guys are, are brave for doing it so early. I, I no, think you. I love it actually. I love it. There's so many more things I can get done today before my lessons start. So it's it's. I, I wish we could do all the shows this early. It'd be great. Nice. Um, okay, if you got like a few more minutes, I would love to do just a couple um, wheel wheel of death questions. If that's bring cool. it on. Yeah, right, let's do it. Yes. Uh. First question, what's the most common mistake you see drummers make? Uh, hmm. Most common mistake. 
I think the most common mistake is not having uh, established a foundation of melodic vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that might be the answer. Um, yeah, that sound that makes sense. I think for me, uh, the most common mistake I see drummers make. Let's see. I feel like drummers these days are are trying way too hard to make it on Instagram or like TikTok and not really trying to be a real drummer and not that they're not, that has its own thing. That's, I mean, maybe that's the new, you know, way you be a drummer, but like playing drums on Twitch and getting tips and stuff like that. I see a lot of dudes that I'm like, I, I mean, I get it, but like I make, 15 second clips too. And that's not, you know, I've taken something out of me playing for 20 minutes and like put a 15 second clip on there. And then, you know, people are like, wow, that's amazing. I'm like, but it wasn't, it was just like me doing some random fill. You should have been there. It wasn't amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, funky Phil, what's the most common mistake you see? Oh, I don't know. Both of those are good. I'd say, um, not playing with dynamics. I feel like it's pretty common. Yeah. Especially. I would, the I would piggyback on that. Yeah. Like the, uh, I always think about like the difference between accents and ghost notes being mm-hmm. like a, a dynamic depth of some sort. Uh-huh. And like, it's kind of a key giveaway when those levels aren't where they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or I call or it they're like not the, consistent, um, right? You're going to go into the beat kind of doing this, like one accents up here and the next one's here and the ghost notes are kind of like that too. Man, yeah, I, I, I have, I have such a struggle like teaching that, like getting especially younger kids to like understand the difference and like get them to play. I'm like, dude, you didn't accent any of those, you know, like you just played them all the same level, you know, it's like, yeah. Or a thing I call the groove sandwich where like your main theme should be like, you know, like is the meat, like your uh, kick and snare usually is like your main theme of a groove. And the bread is just holding that in context. And I consider like, you know, a lot of the times your symbols and your ghost notes or whatever is the, is kind of the bread holding the main theme, but the main theme is the main theme. It's not a, it's not a ghost note sandwich. (laughs) It's not a bread sandwich you're eating here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like that. I like that. All right, let's go again. All right, cool. Um, snap your fingers. You are no longer a drummer. What's your career? Um, psychologist. Psychologist. Oh, I could see that. Actually, maybe a uh, retired French painter living in the <laughs> south of France and in the morning running a boulangerie. Okay. <laughs> but if I can't have that. If that's after I'm, you know, 70 or something. Yeah. Before then, uh, someone who studies psychology. I, I love that in your career, you're already retired. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sell enough croissants and paintings that it keeps me going, you know? Yeah. All right. That's cool. I love that. Um, Funky Phil, what's your career? Um, I'm struggling between two. Either um, artisan baker I knew it. Yeah. Or um someone who just does like really cool woodworking. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. An artisan of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be um I I wanna be like a videographer or um or like a photographer. Nice. So and I'm not talking about weddings here. Not doing <laughs> weddings. 
I'm doing like, I don't know, street photography or like studio photography. I'm like, or I'm filming like cool stuff, you know, music videos, man. Yeah. Maybe music videos or like, like motocross videos or like, you know, like I work, like I film videos for Red Bull and I'm just like, dude, have Mm -hmm. you seen Corey's work? Oh my gosh. He's so great at photography. I would love that. (laughs) I would love that. Um, man, JP, dude, thank you so much for coming on again. I, I feel like this interview is too short, man. We could, I could talk about stuff with you all day long. So you're just going to have to come on another time. Yeah. Anytime, <laughs> cool. man. It's such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so we always ask our guests to finish the sentence. JP Bouvet is blank. Hmm. JP Bouvet is learning learning Ooh, i get that i was gonna say i was gonna bring that up too like you seem like you're a good teacher because you seem like you're always learning you never stop learning you know like i try if you follow (laughs) if you follow jp on instagram it's like you're 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 teaching but you're not afraid to be like this was difficult or i can't do this or like i'm gonna have a hard time doing this or like I'm into this book or I'm reading or I'm, you know, so it seems like you're always learning, which makes, that's what makes you a great teacher, you know? So, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm also literally a student in school right now in zoom class. So that helps, that helps keep me a student. (laughs) Yeah. So you're literally a learner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. Um, If people want to get in touch with you and go and take lessons from you or hire you or do any of that, um, your website, JP Bove music, dot com. Um, you have a lesson program, 1999 a month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you have a bunch of single lessons that are, uh, looks like they're 499 each. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's just something specific you want to learn, um, go check that out. You will not be disappointed. It's some real 500, over 500 videos for 1999 a month. That's like, you can't beat that. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, and then if people want to follow you on Instagram, it's the same thing, right? JP Bouvet. Just my music. name. Yeah. Oh, yeah you know JP. JP Bouvet's out there. So you're bound to find me. Yeah. Just Google it, dude. You'll find everything you need to do. This dude's done some stuff. And um, yeah, we didn't even talk about subbing for periphery, dude. That's like next. I don't even <laughs> next know. Time. We'll have to get on that next time. Anyways, man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming on. And um, yeah, man, let's uh, keep in touch and um, hopefully have you on again sometime soon. Such a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. Holy moly. Hot tamales over here, Funky Phil. <laughs> for real. I don't even know what that means. Uh, JP Bouvet on the show man what a great interview that dude is deep man deep for real that's what that's what you sound like when you are very distinguished and have a you're well educated you know like that dude is um a student and a scholar and a gentleman (laughs) uh fantastic drummer dude i i like i've said that a million times already i feel like i'm like blowing too much smoke but it's it's for real like this dude is next level drummer yeah um done really well to make himself well a well-known drummer and um a really good educator too so thanks to jp for coming on man what a great what a great interview um and um yeah appreciate the time 
All right, Funky Phil. Can we just like continue catching up now? Yeah. I barely got to say what. Tell me more really about you. On. Tell me about your week. Okay. Okay. First of all, first things first. This is good and this is bad. Just I'm about to like I might blow your mind right now. I'm talking to you on Zoom on a brand spanking new MacBook Pro. <laughs> See, mind blown. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. 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 You get the full applause. Thank you. Did Thank you get one of the, the new with the new chip in it or is it Intel? Yes. Yeah. The M1. Yes. Dang. How, how I know, what, Phil. How much I know. do you love it? Is it amazing? See, this is the problem, Phil. I do love it, but <laughs> what's the problem? <sighs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. This is the thing with me is I can't just get something and it be glorious and I'm happy as can be. It always has to have a problem, Phil. Yeah. What's wrong? This M1 thing. Like everyone and their mother is like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like, this is going to blow people's mind. The world is not ready. M1 is okay. where it's at. Okay. But the world wasn't ready for it. So why release the M1 chip when nobody else is going to be ready for it? Ready for it. Oh, you're talking about software. Yes. Yeah. Nothing works with this computer, dude. Yeah, that's that's what always happens when they have like a a new hardware innovation. It takes a while for all the com- software companies to catch up. It's so stupid, dude. It's so stupid. And and especially for music. Like they're like, "Well, you never update." Like, what the heck are you talking about? You don't know what I'm talking about. Let me explain. <laughs> oh, you're saying like software companies are saying, "Oh, well, don't Yes. Just don't update your software." Yes. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And keep how run, can keep you, running how can an you, older machine. Okay. Let me just, uh, you know, it, the transition is always a problem, but they, they got to do something about this, man. Like Apple, because I remember when I transitioned, when I bought my, my first uh, MacBook Air, it was like this. It was kind of like a rocky transition, but I was transitioning from PC, you know, and I wasn't doing the things that I'm doing now. But there's just, you find out like certain things like, oh, my, my hard drive doesn't, I have to completely delete my hard drive and start over with it formatted for Mac. Like, okay, I know that's, that's like general beginner stuff with Mac, but there's just certain things where the transitions are rocky, but it should not be rocky when you're transitioning from Mac to Mac. Yeah. And like, granted, like my computer you know, all my information is on here and it's fine. And the, the stuff that works is like, you know, editing video and stuff is like, you can't, you can't compare with that. I mean, it's just, or rendering a video that I did with like green screen and stuff. And then as soon as it starts to render, I can just start watching, you know, working on another video or watching YouTube or, you know, sending an email before on my old computer, there's no chance you can do that. Yeah. Um, so there is like, yeah, it is better, but then like there's certain stuff where you're just like, why would you not be ready for this? Like my zoom mixing board. 
I use that to run all my drums and all my microphones and all my stuff for my online lessons. I need that to run my online lessons. Yeah. I plug it in. It doesn't work. It won't find it. Then you like, I re-download the drivers. It doesn't work. And so I'm like, this is what my soapbox is about. I'm like, why wasn't Zoom ready for this? Why the heck? Why? Okay, so Apple doesn't release the information of what this is going to, you know, what software you're going to need. We're releasing a new chip. But the, you, you guys got to work together with the rest of the world. People can't do this, especially now. Yeah. Like, people need their computers. I need to be able to work on my new computer. I don't need to work on my old computer. So this is what happened. Plug it into, I'm trying to get everything in order so I can work on my new computer. Plug everything in. It doesn't work. It can't find the Zoom mixing board. So I re-download the drivers. It can't find it. So then I contact Zoom and I'm like, hey, what's the deal? Like I'm downloading the drivers. It's not, the guy's like, yeah, I don't really know, man. Like, I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Well, if you're using the newest software, I mean, I guess the best thing you got to do is just wait for an update. And I'm like, well, when is that going to come? Well, there's no word as to when it can be here, but we're just, uh, you're just going to have to wait for Zoom to, to share an update for the new Apple. I'm like, I'm just supposed to wait? I'm like, I got lessons in two hours. Oof. And he's just like, yeah, I don't know. There's no really prospective date on to when they're going to send an update. But, you know, it, this is, a. I mean, we haven't really heard of many other problems like this. And I'm like, you guys are serious. I'm the first guy with the new Mac that's calling you and saying, Hey, it won't work with your system. Really? Like you're, you're not a a small company, dude. And like, you look at zooms wet, like you look at their website, you look at their YouTube stuff. And it's like, there's one guy that's trying to be a YouTuber. That is the worst. Like they have no information. They have nothing. It's like one guy I'm telling you that made his own video and it's horrible trying to like tell you how to download the drivers and and how it works with your DAO and DAO or whatever it's called DAW and like all of that stuff it's like it's nonsense dude like what kind of company is this company dude this zoom company and i'm not talking about zoom where you do your meetings like i'm talking about zoom products i lo- i'm filming on a zoom camera right now like i have a zoom um you know um, like when we do out, outside interviews, like on-site interviews, we use a Zoom recorder. I have a, I had a Zoom um, interface, twelve-channel interface. It worked. It worked great. Yeah. I plug in my new computer. It doesn't work, and they don't have any information. Like maybe you post something that says, "Hey, we're aware that it's not working with the M1 chip. Just rest assured, we are working on it." They don't have anything. They don't, they leave you completely in the dark. That's crazy. So so then I call Apple, Apple. I'm on, I'm on with Apple for like two hours or no, an hour. They're like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? They are, they're looking at my screen. It's like, we see the drivers here, but it's not computing with the M1 chip. Well, why the heck not? I'm not a computer genius, dude. You guys are the computer geniuses. Why make something? That doesn't work with anything. 
Like, get with all these companies, allow these companies to get with you and be like, hey, we're coming out with a new thing. And most music people use Macs. Most music people are going to update their system. Most music people are going to get the newest computer. And you're telling me that nothing works with it. So I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I, I need my stuff to work. I don't buy something so that I can wait for who knows when. You're not even going to tell me when the date is going to be that you're going to release this. I'm just sitting here waiting. I could be waiting for months. And the guy, so then I, so then I call Sweetwater. I'm like, hey, I have this Zoom L12. I can't get it to compute with my, or I can't get it to find my computer. So I can't use it for what I need to use it for. The guy in technical support, what, what's the service? What's this, what's the system that you're using? I'm like, it's the new big sir. Oh, he's like, okay, so I'm looking at all the boards and all the stuff. This is an ongoing problem with everybody right now. Nobody's stuff works with this new M1 chip. And they're like, so you're, you're just going to have to wait for an update. Well, when is that going to be? Yeah, there's nothing that says, there's nothing from Zoom that says that you can update it. There's nothing that says, hey, we're going to update. We're going to send, we're working on an update. There's nothing. He's like, there's nothing. You're just going to have to wait a, a couple months. And I'm like, dude, I can't do that. So then he's like, well, let me try to get you to a salesman. So I get transferred to a salesman. This guy's like, well, bro, like you never update your information. You never update your system. If you're in music, you never update. I'm like, wh- what kind of advice is that, bozo? You never update. I'm like, I didn't update. I got a new computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, well, yeah, this is a problem with everything. No, nothing is working with it. You're not going to find a system that works with this. I'm like, the guy I just got off the phone with told me there is a couple. Well, what is it that you're trying to get? And I'm like, what I'm trying to see is if I can return this thing. And, and he's like, well, you're way outside of the return policy. You're, th- you got this months ago. And I'm like, Look, dude, I said, I'm not asking for my money back. I'm asking for something that works. I need something that works. And he's just like, I go, you know, I go, it sounds like I'm just going to have to figure this out on my own because I can't get anybody to give me a straight answer here. And I'm like, so I guess I'll just figure it out. I said, I thought you guys could make an exception. You know, you pride yourselves on having the best customer service. And I said, I bought this thing at the beginning of this COVID thing. You know, I bought it you know, in, in April or May, I'm like, I thought that you guys would just allow me to exchange it for something that I can work with. Yeah. And then, so he saw how irritated and like how heated I was getting. And then he's just like, well, yeah, we can always make an exception, man. He's like, what were you looking at? I'm like, why didn't you say that dude? Why didn't you freaking say that in the first place? And I'm like, I, the guy told me a personas, board would work personas works best with mac and they they posted they shared something that was like hey we have an update for the new m1 chip yeah oh well yeah they have one i'm like you just told me that none of them work you just told me that uh. <laughs> and he's just like yeah that looks like that one will work all right man well why don't we just you squared away with that you could just return this one i'll send you the shipping information and um just return it and then we'll put it towards your new board i'm like Thank you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> so now I have the Personas Ooh. 16 channel coming. It is not as good from what I see. There yeah. are things with this Zoom board that I love. 
There's yeah. like presets that you can have programmed in. So like every day when I come in, there's different setups I have to play use on my my teaching kit. Mm-hmm. So like during the day, I have to have pads on and quiet symbols. And I have a setting for that on the board where I just push a button and now the sound is right. Um, yeah. And then when I teaching after five, I like to use my full regular kit with regular symbols and no pads. And then I have a preset for that and it's already set to go. I can use that preset for recording. I can use that for a lot of different things. Well, I don't have that anymore. Oh, it's not a digital mixer. No, it's, it's an analog mixer. Okay. So it'll still, it's going to be better because it's going to work more seamlessly with my computer and it has more channels, which is something I immediately regretted when I got this Zoom L12. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other things that this new one does that the other one doesn't. So this new one, it can use Bluetooth to play play like it has a channel where you can do like uh, um, Bluetooth from your phone to play music. You can um, or cool. playback. Uh, you can do, um, it, it just has, a, it has more options, but then it has less options. You know, it doesn't have a digital screen, but it still reads an SD card. It's still, you know, you can record directly to an SD card, which is what I liked on the other one. Oh, that's cool. Um, it comes with software that you can use to record, um, you know, so if you don't want to use GarageBand or whatever, they have some Persona stuff that works great with Apple. So we'll see, but then I still haven't gotten it yet. So I've been a few weeks now or a week now, at least all of last week and the week before trying to use, I had to use this Behringer um, four channel for my lessons and it sucks for that. It's like, it doesn't have the preamps for drums. You know, it's great for podcasting, but it's very, very distorted and stuff. And there's not like a lot of um, forgiveness like your kick drum is either clipping or not loud enough. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, so there's that and like, dude, and then so like literally the guy from from Zoom told me, yeah, I think the best thing for you to do is just use your old computer until there's an update. Huh. I'm like, yeah, that's great, bro. Thanks for the advice. You have a brand spanking new beautiful Apple computer sitting right here. And you were telling me to use my old computer. Neat. That's real neat, dude. And then guess what? Two days later, I try to plug my old computer in. Doesn't work. Won't, doesn't find it. Won't find, won't find it. Like won't find, won't. It's worked completely fine since I bought it. It's found, I mean, I've done every lesson on that thing. And now all of a sudden it can't find my old computer either. That's real weird, dude. Did you like update what the firmware? I I redownloaded the drivers. It's the only thing they have. It's the only thing they have. They don't have any other updates. Huh. And there's nothing. There's nothing anywhere. There's no message boards. There's no. I looked for like on Reddit. Like nobody is saying anything about anything. It's like either nobody uses that board or I, who knows. The only videos they have are like Sweetwater, like, boy, this new L12, you can record your band live or you can record a podcast or it's nothing like, hey, problem. Here's a here's troubleshooting like, yeah, you have a new Mac. You're just going to have to. Hey, this is this is James from from Zoom. 
you know, we understand that there's been some problems. We are working on it right now. The team is working on an update just to let you know we should have one in a few weeks. That would be like, okay, cool. At least, you, at least you're aware of it. Yeah. This is like some random dude that's just like, I, I don't even want to, I can't even tell you. It's just <laughs> random stuff. Dude. That sounds frustrating. So freaking frustrating, man. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Well, congrats on the new computer. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so what, you know, it, at first it's, it's rough. That's the only thing. But, but I mean, I got this new computer to use it to, to work with that. I mean, that's the, the main reason why I got it. Yeah. My old computer is just getting too, it's just getting too old or it's just too slow. And, it, and the more I'm editing videos and the more stuff I need and yeah, you, you needed know, a better machine that the errors aren't great for video editing. I don't think. No, the new ones, the new one with the M1 chip is, is good. Yeah, it is definitely good. That's um, cool, man. I'm, I'm, you know, the software companies will catch up eventually, but that's what everybody's saying. But, but, but at the same time, like, you can't do that. I'm sorry, but you can't. You can't be like, yeah, we're we'll catch up. It's like you need to be ready when they're ready, or don't do it. Get out of the game. Yeah. It's like if I got a gig and I was like, well, I don't know any of the songs yet, but I'm gonna learn them. I'll catch up. But we can just start the gig anyway. It's like I wouldn't have that gig. I need to get. I need to find another job. Yeah. So you 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 get ready for the freaking gig. You know, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe either way, either Apple needs to release some information so that these moron companies can understand what they need to do to get ready for it or something needs to give, but you can't keep everything all secretive like this and then, and then let the companies catch up months from now because people need to work. Yeah. God, dude pissed off now <laughs> um other stuff though has been like it, it has been a seamless transition like video editing i mean i could not have made that student drum video on my old computer no way nice and so that that video came out so well because i have a new machine that is not Dude, trying to use video editing software on my old computer was a nightmare. And then trying to work with like green screen. I mean, this computer is like the one of the most powerful computers Apple makes. And even with putting in green screen, working with green screen, it's still like clippity, clipping, 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 like right. not lining up, you know? So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a game changer in that aspect. It's a game changer for zoom. Everything is like a lot faster. Um, you know, another problem, what I, what I was, I tried to plug in my camera. So I have this game capture card game thing that you basically links my DSLR to my video. I mean, to my computer. So I was using that for my, my online lessons. And, um, so that was another thing where they were, I, I, it, that thing hasn't been working. And I, it, I spent like $200 on this stupid little game card capture card so that I can make my camera work as a, as a, as a webcam. Um, 
And so I got on the phone with them like a, a few months ago and they were like, you need a more powerful computer. This is not going to like, your computer is not going to allow a 4K camera to like work with it. You know, it's just the way it is. So I'm like, so I, it hasn't been working. So I got a new computer, plug it in. It's not working. And I'm like, this is going on at the same time as the Zoom thing, Phil. You can only imagine <laughs> what I'm, what, what my like mindset is. I'm freaking losing it, dude. I'm losing my mind, just mad at everything. And at my limit of stress, like I just bought this, this, this is, I don't have the money for this. And I bought this thing so that I can like eventually hopefully make more money and do, you know, it's like, yeah, all that's going through my head. Well, it ends up that the cable that connects to my camera was broken. It was like an adapter that was broken. Oh, that's frustrating, but that's one of the, that's one of the better solutions. Yeah. So <laughs> I went to Best Buy. I was, I was, I had a new capture card in my hand. Like I'm going to buy this because obviously this thing is janky, but I have no choice. And I'm like, maybe it's the cable. Let me try the cable first. That's another soapbox going back and forth with people at Best Buy that don't know what they're freaking talking about. Best Buy is like the guitar center of freaking electronics for the most part. Um, anyways, another guy got me the right cable, plug it in, boom, works. No problem. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyways, it's good. It's up and running. By the way, this whole show on Zoom. My computer's not even plugged in and um, I'm running an interface out of it. I'm running a camera out of it. This battery lasts like forever. Nice. It lasts forever. Like I, I, I did my whole day of lessons like last week with not even plugging it in and it was Whoa. still like not even, I still was not even like, yeah, battery was like halfway done That's by the cool, end of the day. Man. I want to get one of those eventually. Yeah, it's uh it's cool. It is it is it's like everything else with Apple though. It is okay. It's like the new iPhone. You're like, "Oh, I need to get a new iPhone. The camera's better and it's faster and blah 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 blah." blah. But when you get it, you're like, "Yeah, I mean it is better, but it's not like blow your mind better." Yeah. It's just like it is it is better. It is faster. You know, it is a little bit more powerful. The camera is a little bit better. But it still is just your old iPhone. You know, your old iPhone would have been fine. And that's how I feel about this computer is like, yes, it is better. It is better. Now, if I went back to working with my old one and like my wife uses that one now, it's like, did Zoom work on it? Yes. Could I plug in my interface? Yes. Could I podcast off of it? Yes. I did all the same things. The only biggest difference I'm seeing is like when I use DaVinci to edit videos, I can edit in real time. I don't have to guess because it's, it's clipping so bad, you know, it's lagging so bad. I can edit in real time. And, um, that's been a big difference and the rendering it renders in like five seconds. That's a, it would take me. And when you render like a video, it takes, I, I would, I would hit the render button and then just go walk away and like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour later it's done, but you're not using your computer while it's rendering. No, no chance. No. Like you're not watching YouTube. You're not checking it. You're not checking emails. You're not doing any of that. And so with this, it's like I could render and potentially just go edit another video or like, 
go do something. It's like, it's, you're not slowing down this thing at all when you're doing something really powerful. And then I got the MacBook pro thinking, cause it has a fan and thinking if I'm pushing the computer to its limit, you know, it's, it needs that dude. I have the fan hasn't turned on once. I haven't done anything to even give this thing, even the remote, like the, the smallest amount of like trouble. It's just oh yeah. Like, I'm sure that thing can handle anything right now. Yeah. So, well, until like they come out with a new one in six months, then you're like, dang it, this thing's crap. <laughs> yeah. By the time I get one, mine will be like way cooler than yours. Yeah. And all the software is going to work. It's going to be great. <laughs> I don't, I'm not buying into that anymore until like four years from now, you know, because I'm I did that kidding. with the, I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, I, everybody was, you know, I knew that the, 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 the the macbook air when i got it was that was a dope computer and um it could do everything that i needed to do i outgrew it pretty quickly but i still used it for like two years longer than i was like supposed to you oh know? yeah yeah i i was like doing stuff that people would be like well you shouldn't be doing it you should have a macbook pro or something you know and like and it's i'm really glad that i didn't make the mistake of i almost pulled the trigger like six months ago and I would have been so pissed right now if I, if I, you know, yeah, if you got the previous, the yeah. previous chip Mac, and then they come out with the the new flashy biz, yeah. Well, yeah. I would have just been thinking the whole time that this is like I need to have it, and it probably isn't that big of a difference for what I do. But yeah, anyways, it's been it's good. I'm I'm glad. I mean, I'm happy I made the the decision, but I really am anxious about this personas thing working out and me getting used to it i'm sure it'll work you know or yeah. you know if not i'm sure all the software companies will catch up soon but yeah if they say that personas should work then that's cool yeah personas has always been really great seamless with mac and just the fact that they are talking to their consumers and saying hey we have an update and they're aware of like it tells me that Apple is comfortable working closely with them to let them know that, hey, or they have a team on it that's like, hey, this is the new thing that's coming. We better be ready. Mm-hmm. Unlike Zoom, where it seems like I've called their their customer service. It's the same guy. It's one guy. <laughs> really? Yes. And it, it's like, and he has no answers. He's just like, did you try restarting your computer? It's like, what, what, the, what the heck are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, anyways, all right. Enough about that soapbox, dude. I'm trying yeah. to hear that right now. I am happy about it. There's another soapbox that I'm gonna have to get on next time because it's too. It makes me mad. Ooh. It hasn't been solved yet. Zesty. Um, yeah. Um, more electronic talk. Anyways, Funky Phil. Um, gosh, this is a this is a taboo subject <laughs> because I have the potential of not what am i trying to say i have the potential to not be the leader of camaraderie over competition we got to talk about this eric moore um the drum what is it called resort the drum resort oh i <laughs> i don't know a lot about it yes other than what you've told me so um Explain. Tell me. Tell me about it, please. Because it sounds Gosh, like a this drum, is a hard a, a camp for drummers. Is that what it is? Essentially, yeah, that's what it is. So, 
this this is this is a touchy subject for me because I don't want to sound like I'm making fun of them. I don't want to sound like I'm hating. I don't want to sound like I'm trolling. But it's kind of hard not to, Funky Phil. <laughs> Why? Go on. Ah, man. Okay, let me explain my my take on this. In my opinion, does not matter. You know, Eric Moore is a fantastic drummer. We all know that. Um, and I will say this at the very beginning of this whole statement. This dude is trying stuff that is new and innovative, and I respect that a lot. Um, and I got to give this dude props for like being like, I got an idea, and I'm going to go for it. But the execution, Phil, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, look, bro, not everybody can like, you know, not, not everybody's good at everything. This dude is really good at drums, really good at drums. Um, so, so this is, yeah. So I'm going to try to be careful, but what is, what is basically happening? And, and this is, this is news and noteworthy. So it's something that needs to be talked about. Um, then he obviously Eric didn't ask us to promote this thing or whatever, and we're giving him publicity by talking about it. So, yeah, whatever. Anyways, he's he, Eric Moore is doing this thing um, called the Drummers Re- Resort. It's in Las Vegas. Supposedly, it's basically a drum camp, um, and you are gonna get your own room. Like it's supposed to be like this high end drum camp, though. You're like supposedly like in a mansion and you're, you're supposedly going to get your own room with a practice electronic kit in the room. And then you're supposed to hang with Eric and learn things. It's four, five days, four nights. And you, every it's all inclusive in Las Vegas. So you're supposed to be fed. You're supposed to be taught. You're supposed to be entertained. You're supposed to be hang out. You're supposed to be rooms paid for mansion to hang out in games to play drums to play everything's provided uh dope idea dope idea but where i start going is like the execution is very like self-promoting um Mm -hmm. it's very much like tooting your own horn (laughs) And it's very poorly ex- executed. It's very much done like on an iPhone and like it's voiced over by him. And it's like, and it, it, it okay. So it's like Eric Moore is like the most accomplished drummer there ever was in the world. And you have the like opportunity of a lifetime to go hang out with him, but he's the one that's talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's just kind of funny. <laughs> well, it's like him talking about himself in the third. Yes. Person. Yes. Weird. And like you go on the website and there's like typos and then there's like some of the letters are like cut off. It's like, like it's obviously written by him. It's, uh, it's screaming that it's written by him. Yeah. You know even, what I mean? It even says, I'm looking at the webpage for it. There's a, um, a giant quote. Grooves and chops brought to life in this drummer's paradise. Yeah. And the quote is from Eric Moore. <laughs> exactly. So like, 
I mean, bro, like we, like, again, I'm not trying to troll, dude. I, I think it's, I think this is a great idea. I think this is a cool thing. I think it's an out of the box, like an innovative thing that you're doing, man. I, I really do. Um, but bro, like it's very, it's very Eric Morris, right? <laughs> like it's very much like self-indulgent. It could use, very, it could use some, um, additional perspectives or some additional like people in the industry chiming in about it. I feel like it would yeah, like, kind of give it, make it feel a little more well-rounded. Okay. And not everyone in the one person, everyone in the industry thinks Eric Moore is one of the dopest dudes that ever did it. Okay. You know, everybody like maybe you have one of the writers or maybe you you're endorsed by Aquarian. Maybe you have Chris write something at Aquarian. Or maybe you have somebody at DW. They have writers. Maybe you have somebody at DW and you reach out to your endorsements and you go, hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to do something new. I'm trying to, you know, I have a new business venture and I need some help on writing some things. Or I need some help with video. Like, what would it take for me to... Maybe you hit up the drum brigade and be like, yo, I need some help with video. What would it cost me? <laughs> you know? Come into the studio. I'll be you. You do a voice. So you do a, a, a interview. Hey, I'm Eric Moore. I, you know, I'm. This is a new thing that I'm trying out. You know what I mean? Like, where? Why is that missing? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I suspect it's probably working. He's probably fine, judging like that, just from his like level of uh, of fame. And at the like, end of the day, it like, is working. At the end of the I, day, I don't think like I know what you mean, and I feel like it could be executed in a better way. But I'm sure he's still booking that camp right up. <laughs> I'm sure he is, man. You know, and and that's the great thing about it is like you don't have to. Um, I, for me, okay, like I, yeah, I, this is an odd, this is like I said, a touchy subject because I feel like I'm trolling and I'm not, I'm trying not to, you know, I feel like if, if Eric was on the line right now, I don't know him personally, but, um, if he was on the line right now, he'd be like, bro, why are you hating? And it's not, I'm not trying to hate. I, I think, like I said, I think this is very innovative. I think it's a cool thing. And it's, you know, this dude is a, is a, uh, icon in our industry. If you want to say that. Or he is a well-known name, and so this is news and noteworthy, and that's what we're reporting on, you know. Um, but and in my opinion, like I said, doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't. It's not going to make or break. Eric Moore doesn't need my you know approval to do whatever he does. Yeah, I just am. I I'm always intrigued by a few drummers in our industry, um, especially in that genre of like drummer, you know, like the gospel chop church drummer guy the the you know blinged out dude <laughs> the 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 type the eric moore of of our industry is that guy that has a freaking 22 piece dw gold hardware drum kit okay that's that's what i'm saying it's very self indulgent and um the the the, the from a guy that has his own podcast where I'm allowed to voice my own opinion. My opinion is that's very self-indulgent and very self uh, promoting and it lacks humility in your execution. That's what I'm, that's what my thing is. 
And um, that's fine, dude. That's his brand, basically. That's his brand. That's I mean, and people believe all of that hype. Yeah. You know, and um, the dude doesn't need to do that, though. The dude is already a great drummer, and people believe him when he plays. But yeah. then the execute, okay, like I was telling another guy when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, the photo of him, there's video footage of this dude playing arenas and like soloing in arenas. Yeah. But then he has a picture of him with like the sun blaring on his face and that's the picture you went with. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, why would you do that? Just let your spirit let <laughs> playing speak for itself i see see the picture you're talking about (laughs) so that's that's what i mean it's like i I get it i get what you're trying to do but it's not like the right size photo for the the amount of space it's taking on the page yeah okay look at the look at the the venue that they're like look at the um the house that they're renting and then like if you look at the picture that that is the pool picture it's like you could you you went in the middle of the day and not everybody's a photographer, but it's like you just snap the picture from your phone. There, there's in the right corner or the left corner. It's like the 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 top of the the corner of the picture is cut off by like the porch or something. There's like street lamps in the back. Oh, I can't You're like facing the sun. The house. Huh? I I'm on the website. I I don't see a. A picture of the house. Uh, there's like a picture of inside of a room. There's that. Yeah, there should be. I, there's like somewhere on there. It looks like a bedroom with a, a PDP kit in it. Yeah. So no lighting, no like, no camera lighting, you know, just straight iPhone iPhone shots. Yeah. Um. The, the real thing, though, is like the... Uh, Man, if you read read the information, that is like there is no way around it. That's him writing about himself, <laughs> and then the video for it is like shot, edited. I, I I'm not. I mean, I don't know this as fact, but voiceovered by him. <laughs> and like when you and and then it's like you could sell like it's just B footage like raw like like YouTube footage of Las Vegas or something like people walking around at Caesar's Palace, and it's like, man, I don't know how to I don't know how to say it, man. It's just like, I, dude, I've done videos where I voice over myself, you know, but I'm not like Corey Kingston, the the CEO of drum brigade and the drummer for who knows who you know has like all these many accomplishments and is the best person in the world is offering this once in a lifetime lesson for you for only you and you know it's like i i don't know like i just it's not my style dude like and that's like really what it is it's like it's like there's one part where it's like specializing in styles such as R&B, hip hop, <laughs> gospel, jazz, rock, metal, like punk and many more. I'm like, what else is there, dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> Reggae, polka, soca. Like it's like you just name you're better you're the best at everything. 
Bro, you could say all of that. You could say all of that by just posting the video of you soloing in an arena. Revolutionary war snare drumming. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh, dude. And so it's that kind of thing is, you know, it's not appealing to people. It's not appealing to people when you're self-promoting and you're talking so like so much about yourself. That is not, it's not appealing to me, Phil, but you know, who am I? Who am I? You're not who he's after. That's for sure. That's exactly right. (laughs) Because I looked at the comments and everybody and their brother is like, can't wait to go. I'm signing up doing this. This is the best idea I've ever seen. How has nobody done it? And I'm like, Hey, more power. This shows what I know. I don't know nothing, dude. Yeah. Maybe that's why drum brigade isn't where it's supposed to be, bro, because we are not doing a revolutionary once in a lifetime, Las Vegas thing done by the greatest drummer in the world. Corey Kingston, Corey Kingston, dude. <laughs> Maybe I should. Do Maybe it. I should. Yeah. Do it. I I just man. You should do it on an island though. Like Yeah, get a bungalow on an island in the, in it's, the Caribbean. So people people are believing in this, but dude, this is like it's kind of like it's kind of like Fire Festival, but for drummers. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. <laughs> it's like, could it be that? Could it be like you show up and you're not in that house that's in the pictures? You're like, you know, it's you're like in some random and you, and you get like a bologna sandwich. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> With only a one, bologna sandwich. one piece of bread and one piece of cheese. <laughs> Water. They said there's games, but there's like it's not what you think. It's, it's like Connect you know, Four. <laughs> yeah, it's Connect Four, it's battleship, and that's what you get. But it's like missing pieces. And yes, Eric Moore is there. But he's in his own room and he you hear him through the wall. Like you hear him through the door. Like he is playing, but it's not like an interaction like you think, you but know. It's actually a zoom feed and he's like somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Could it end up being like that? Could it end up like you show up and you're just hyped, dude? You paid so much money and you're just hyped to be there. And you're like, wait a minute, dude. We're like we're in like Paris, California like at a crack house and this is not what i thought like this is not what i thought we're like we're like in lake elsinore and like <laughs> yeah like you land in vegas but then you you drive like two hours somewhere else yeah you're like there is a pool but like it's drained and it's there's green water in it and like <laughs> you know it's like there is a pdp kit there's one but there's like 20 of us how are we going to do this? And this, it, there's stuff that's like unclear. Like, first of all, there is no price. It's like the mechanic that, that is like, oh, well, you need this and you need that. And you're like, there is no price. And they're like, oh, there will be when we're done, like figuring out what else we can like screw you over on. There's no price anywhere. And I see everybody in the chat, in the comments, like, hey, uh, so this looks cool. How much is it though? Like, I would love to go. What's the price? People from all over the world are saying, what's the price? Yeah. I mean, it says it's a f- five-star experience. So <laughs> that makes me think the hotel is going to be real expensive. Think about this, though. If Drum Brigade wanted to do this, okay, it's not 
like how have people not done this? Like you go to Vegas, you get an Airbnb, you get a few hotel rooms for whoever's booking on it. You, you know, you get, and you include that in the price and then you make some money on top of it. And you're like, this is a five-star experience. You get your own hotel room, you know, and then you get your, or you get an Airbnb, you rent an Airbnb and you, you know, you, you come in and you rent it for a week and you come in and stage it before and you set up drum kits everywhere. And like, you know, and I mean, the idea is, is great. It's not that hard. It wouldn't be hard to execute this. And you, the hardest part would just be executing your, your daily routine with these guys. So it's something that's very doable. That, that aspect of it is really great, you know, and selling it as a five-star drum resort is also great too, even though it's just in actuality, it probably a, an Airbnb that you got. I mean, really like that's what it is. That's not a bad thing. You know, like we've gotten, we've, we've been a part of like the masters of maple house during NAM show was like, you know, a five-star Airbnb, like, you know, five bedroom house with a pool and stuff. And it was like a totally dope experience You could, with pool table and all that stuff. It's great. Um, but yeah, I don't, but the, the problem that I'm like, okay, okay. Is the, the self-promotion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so. you. <laughs> uh more power to you though man i think it's a great idea i think you're a great drummer i think you're you know you're probably a great teacher and um uh I, I think that you know if you can pull that off and you can make a lot of money off of it then dude use your fame and use your talent to do it of course just maybe ease up a little bit on the self-promotion get somebody else to say that get some quote get dude how many drummers how many clinicians would be like Eric Moore is the dopest drummer that's ever done it? Like offhand, I can think of Mike Johnston would write that. Mike Johnston would <laughs> quote Mike Johnston on your page. Hey, Mike, I've covered for you on clinics. Can you do me a favor? And I need a quote for my website. I'm trying to do this camp. It's called this. It's called the drum, the drum, whatever I said it was. Um, resort resort. Yeah. Mike Johnston writes, man, Eric Moore is a great thing. Go to this camp. You won't regret it. Boom. That's on your website. Yeah. That is way more. What do we're talking about somebody who does clinics, who's very successful as a teacher, who does camps, who's very successful in all of the above does video work can probably help you edit your video. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about somebody that is going to be, so, that is going to speak volumes compared to you yourself saying I'm the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. And I'm offering you a once in a lifetime thing or get one of the Have, fam famous artists you play with to, to write something, you know, exactly anything. <laughs> Ex exactly. Exactly. Maybe have one of your many endorsements, all the stuff that you've gotten for free from all these, all those stacks of drums that you got in the room. Maybe you reach out to DW and say, Hey, you guys are sponsoring this event. Maybe one of your writers can write something. Maybe Don can write something or Dave or whatever, Lombardi or whatever. Maybe he can write something. Hey, Eric is doing this great thing. DW's involved. My company, a reputable company that everybody knows and loves is involved and in sponsoring this event. That's going to speak volumes to everybody else 
rather than you yourself saying, I'm the best guy to ever do it. I have all these accomplishments and I'm offering you a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You can still accomplish the same thing, but also come off as confident and humble, not cocky and arrogant. That's all I'm saying. Simple advice, man. Who am I to give you advice? I know. I get it. But just saying. Way better drummer than me, dude. Way better drummer than me. Way better, way more successful drummer than I am. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, dude. Much respect. Much respect. <laughs> Much respect. All the respect in the world. But come on, bro. Come on. I'm just telling you. I'm being honest with you as a friend. <laughs> you know, you're talking directly to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From my heart. <laughs> I'm sure oh, my sure gosh. He to our podcast. I'm sure he does. <laughs> Be- begging us to come on, dude. Um, yeah, man. So. <laughs> oh, gosh, dude. I freaking needed this. I've needed this show. Like, I've needed to just... I need this kind of stuff in my life, dude. I need to be able to talk about stuff and laugh Me too. in a joking way. <laughs> I need to, um, I need to like, yeah, I, dude, I don't mean any disrespect to Eric Moore, man. Like, I think, I think, like I said, dude, I don't, I don't want people to take it. Like, I don't want, I don't want to be getting DMs. Like, how dare you, you know, or be put on blast because I know, I know what I do. I know who I am. I know what, you know, what caliber of drummer I am. And I know I'm not, trying to be what that dude is like i know i'm not trying to be the 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 fastest greatest chop guy in the world um i really i really respect what that dude does as a drummer and i respect that he has a brand you know even if it's not my brand i i respect that he's trying to do stuff you could he's doing a lot of things that a lot of drummers in his in his um like his peers aren't doing you know like i don't i don't see you know, sorry to to name people, but I don't see Thomas Pridgen coming up with a drumstick company or trying to do a drum clinic camp resort type of thing. Um, and I or Ron Bruner, you know, like those 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 guys I put in the same category, you know, where they're very um, skilled and accomplished, but they kind of grew up together and all that stuff. So I think I got it. You know, you got to give that dude credit for what he does. You know, the whole dope stick thing and, and all that stuff. You know, here we are talking about him for 20 minutes on our show. And so, you know, that's that says something. That says something, you know. Um, so I, I give him credit for that. I think that's that's wonderful. And that's that's what our industry needs. More of more people, more drummers doing stuff for drummers or more drummers trying to be innovator innovators, more drummers making the products that we actually want to use rather than letting some dude in a suit, you know, um, or some guy that doesn't actually play drums dictate what we use. I think that's, you know, that's something that is, I always respect and I, I always love. Um, so yeah, props, bro. Props. Keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing it. But like, ease up a little bit on the like, you know, you're the greatest to ever do it. <laughs> uh, or don't. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me, bro. I don't care. Gosh, dude. Uh, 
I'm the cool person in this group. All right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Funky Phil. It's been a great morning with you. Yes. I hope you're feeling better now. I and, am. Uh, that's I'm, good. I'm um, cured. So we got another show next week, I believe. And then we're doing show 100. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we need to talk about show 100 off the air. Yeah. We will do that though. Um, it's going to be fun. Good times. I hope, I hope it's going to be good times, but it's going to be chaos for you. Guaranteed to be good times. It might completely fall off the rails and it's fine, but we're not going to have like one guest. We're probably going to have like four. (laughs) So yeah, it's just going to be, it's yeah, basically just going to be brigade, brigade, brigade fun. (laughs) <laughs> guest fest guest fest yeah that's gonna be probably the title of that show what's the title of this show freaking um, melodic mel- melodic ear training or something <laughs> uh, you should call it Corey Kingston is the greatest drummer that ever was <laughs> dang dude <laughs> once in a lifetime opportunity to come and hang out with me that's that's essentially what that whole thing is about you're getting a once in a lifetime opportunity to come and hang out with me i don't know i started you back up that's what it says though that's what he's saying that is what he's selling the whole point of selling that is that sentence right there you are paying who knows how much who knows how much dude for this once in a lifetime opportunity (laughs) can't even finish it dude <laughs> uh, all right dude so thanks to jp bove boo, boo i can't do it i'm not french man boo. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to jp for coming on man um thank you guys for listening sorry if i've offended eric Moore. you know what but some things need to be said and it's my show do it uh and uh yeah you know just keep in touch with us drum brigade people and uh let us know if you like need anything we're here to help um i uh, funky phil i put out a thing on um bullying like i put out a a live thing live feed on um drum brigade because we hadn't done a show so i just decided to go live and talk nice and um I've been saying this for a long time, but I would love to do something with um, work more with. I mean, maybe we just need to start a nonprofit about like anti-bullying stuff. I don't know. To figure that out. <laughs> um. All right. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Let's wrap this show up, man. We've been talking long enough. Uh, thank you, Funky Phil, for coming in. Even sick. Yes, sir. I'm glad you don't have the Ronas, though. Me too. And um, yeah. And um, thank you to me, the greatest drummer to ever do it. <laughs> and we thank you guys for taking the once in a lifetime opportunity to listen to this show (laughs) so yeah on that note we're gonna call it a day drum brigade podcast episode 98
This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.